goodness. Oh my goodness. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to Phil's Recap and Review. It's The Walking Dead. Season 9, Episode 1, Nightmare on Elm Street, A New Beginning. It's the recap, discussion, and review, and we're under new management here on The Walking Dead. And all I've been hearing from everybody all around is how this is an episode back to form. If you've been, if you haven't been watching The Walking Dead, this is the episode to get back. So here we are, Tia, for another season to talk about this amazing episode show whoa wait 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 what are you talking about no i'm excited to be back here to talk about the walking dead i am alone this evening but i'm never alone when i have with me the live mother fucking chat we have also the great friends we have atari dad paul chalk mike duke chronic santovia major lots of awesome friends that have been with us in the live chat while the episode was going on and if you're tuning in for the very first time if you happen to catch this at a later date Please join us when the episode airs in the live chat and join in the silly discussion that happens. And make sure you join us live after epi- every episode airs on Sunday evenings around 10.30ish, 11ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Usually I'll be joined by a guest, but sometimes I won't. Next week I'll be joined by the wonderful Walking David, and then the following week I'll be joined by my regular co-host, Joe Dirty Locks. But we all have a very special surprise, a voicemail from Joe Dirty Locks to let us know what he thought about this episode. But okay, we're back to The Walking Dead. Was it as bad as the last two seasons? Because I've been on record to say that the the previous two seasons, at season seven and eight, were the low points of The Walking Dead. I think the Negan arc sort of brought the show to a halt. I could even say since the time of Alexandria, the show has been on a steady decline for me and for my interest in the show. Was this a step in the right direction? Was this more of the same? I don't know. This was a mixed bag episode. I think there were some points in it that I enjoyed the conclusions of it. I think I enjoyed the end part with where they went with the Gregory character. But how we got there was all fucking stupid. And it was forced. We bring in these characters that we don't really care. Ken, you know Ken. We've we've been hanging out with Ken all along. Yeah, yeah, you little little guy Ken. You're the little kid. Win for win for the Gipper. And then his parents. Oh, who the hell are they? What do, I don't give a shit about that boy, cause cause one's Grace under fire, I'm supposed to give a shit. And then Gregory gets gets I don't care, drunk and this part just the events that led to that were a little clumsy for me. But for me, my voice cracked and that was a little clumsy for me when it's time to change in The Walking Dead. But there were elements of this that I enjoyed better than the last two seasons. There was a tone to it maybe that I liked, but it's still had some stupid dialogue scenes, some stupid setups at the beginning of this episode with why do they choose to all walk over the glass just just so we can hear the glass break so they can do twinkle toes across the glass like like a winter night when you try to walk across a pond like what's the freaking point of that? Why couldn't you have gone around that little glass area or, or tried to even look at that? We get we get kind of like an everyone plays trophy thing in this episode as well, where they go around and make sure we see everybody. I love Enid's every moment for a second. Enid pops up. She's like, hi, it's Enid. Hi, how's everybody doing? JSS and I'm JSS and are you JSS and I'm JSS and I'm going over here. I'm grabbing this. I'm pushing out here. I'm going. I'm JSS and too. Holy heck. Oh my goodness me. And then she, and then she just gets punched. <laughs> it's like we're all making the writers do things 
But I do think there were some elements of this episode that I didn't hate as much. I like Gregory finally getting it, finally getting his comeuppance. I thought there were some decent acting moments in this episode, especially by Maggie. I enjoy, if I'm just trying to examine the decisions made in the episode, I like Maggie's decision-making. I just don't want, it's not time to throw a party. Oh, the walking dead is back. Holy hogwash. La la, the walking dead is back. No, it's not fucking back. Look, stop it. Stop it. Stop it, halt. I know someone's like, oh, who's this asshole? Stop raining on my parade. No, let's let's give each other happy pats on the back because, yeah, 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 we killed useless characters that no one cares about and created tension where it didn't belong. Okay, the beginning scene, the way we start this freaking episode, that whole buildup going through, going into DC and the whole buildup, when we get, initially we get the Flash intro where, I'm Rick Grimes. You think my life is easy? I don't know, warps being knocked over. This, this is enough to knock over a Klingon. My anger. My anger will knock off a Klingon. Will jerk off a Klingon. Whoa, that's, that's disgusting. I need a lot of blood wine for that. But the way the episode starts was kind of cool. I, did, I enjoyed the opening segment. But the problem with it was we got to the point where the show needed to prove to me yeah, don't not to anybody else. I'm talking about to me. To me, this dirty motherfucking hippie right here. Prove to me that it had balls again. Or that it was going to be a new show. New game. New come to play. I like Ezekiel. I do. I enjoyed him in this episode. I like him when he's not doing the thou art mortal than the scum sucker of man crap. When he's not doing the thou art crap. I generally enjoyed his character. And I think he's funny, lighthearted, adds some levity to the situation. I did not hate him in this episode. But they had an opportunity to kill him early on. And people are like, oh, you're bloodthirsty? It's not about being bloodthirsty. It's about if you want to recreate what made The Walking Dead interesting in the first place, it wasn't killing people for gratuitous bullshit reasons. It's making you feel like you're in a moment where anything could happen. And you're walking in that glass. You have this setup. You have him fall down and hang on the little string like that and be basically zombie meat. And they could have brought him up there and he's dead or so he got bit and then we do all the stuff that we did with carl not carl in this episode not carl in this episode ken in this episode the little fucking kid and where we, where we flashed to him dying they did that cool transition that i actually enjoyed with some of the music choices i liked in this episode some of the camera setups some of the ways that they did the transitions with the walkers i thought worked in this episode but they were but this is where they shoot themselves in the fucking foot is it's with characters I don't give two flying shits about. I don't care about not Carl, little kid Ken. I don't, you got to do it with someone I care about. And if you, in Ezekiel, maybe it's time to trim some of the fat of the cast and focus in. And if you're going to lose, well, you're losing Rick and Maggie anyways. And they basically just, they've already been saying that they're advertising final six episodes of Rick Grimes. I like how they're subtly also bringing in the new cast. You know, you're meeting one or two new people. We're going to get Handsome Savior is going to be a big character. He can sing too. La, la, la. Good for him. We're going to get uh, whoever that girl, Daryl's future girlfriend we had in a moment too. We got to meet a couple of who I think are going to be the new characters when Rick's gone and a little bit more focused on them. But... I feel like you had a setup there where you could build up some tension, you let in, but instead it turns into Ghostbusters 2, where they pull up Ray from the pit of the ooze. When Ray's hanging up there, uh, hanging up there, they're like, oh, Ray, Ray, what'd you see? What'd you see? Ezekiel, uh, you don't all know the shit I saw. He was, he was, should have been dead or at least scratched or some, some more violent thing. And I'm not, I'm not just, it's not just about being bloodthirsty, it's about having 
checks and balances of a system that works that okay i feel like any character i like can die at any single moment it's not contrived and this felt like it had a few moments that i really liked how about that intro that intro was really cool i'd like to be watching that show wouldn't you like to be watching the show that that intro was for oh fuck i mean damn i, I definitely dug that but and I like some of the textural dynamic elements that they were working with in this episode, but Jesus, fuck it. No, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was pretty cool in this episode, but that was, that's what I mean with participation trophy where they're like, Hey, it's Jesus and Aaron. Let's have a scene with them for a second. Hey, Jesus and Aaron. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know. I'm sorry for the fucking rant to begin this ep- to begin this podcast because I know some people might be high in this episode. I wasn't really reading too much. I was reading the live chat, but I've heard a lot of lead up to this episode. It was leaked, not leaked. AMC basically released it to AMC Gold members a day ahead of time. So they put the episode out there knowing it would get released online. Generally speaking, I've heard a lot of uh, the Walking Dead people that are the the cheerleaders for the Walking Dead say, Oh, the Walking Dead is back! And I'm not going there yet, but I will say this is an improvement. But... Regard- and regardless, as Tony Soprano would say, regardless of what I just said, I do think what I saw in this episode seemed like a general tone improvement from last season, but I don't know. It's too early to tell. So far, the first episode of the King Generation gets a meh from me. This wasn't a tremendous... Corey Mitchell, I think, said it perfectly. This wasn't a bad episode. This wasn't a great episode. This was a meh episode. And let's jump in the live motherfucking chat. I've been skipping the chat right now. Let me scroll up and try to read through some of you motherfuckers. Do Chronic Atari Dad, great to see you. Oh, Lindsay, great to see Lindsay in the live chat. My thoughts after the season nine premiere was put up an okay symbol. It stinks. Yes, there it was. You need to rewatch. Uh, rest in peace. Joe got arrested, bet all his shekels on McGregor and freaked out. Am I the only one that thought this episode was utter trash? I feel like I am. Lindsay, you're not the only person that thought it was utter trash. Uh, someone within my earshot generally in the other room generally agreed with you. I have her one word uh, review. Let's see if I can get to that. Let's, let's see if I can get to her, her one, re- one word review of this episode. Well, what did what did you think of the episode? What did you think of the Walking Dead episode? Snooze fast. <laughs> That's Stephanie was gonna come on the show and share her thoughts, but ultimately her thoughts amounted to one to one uh, quick phrase: snooze fast. So you're not the only one, Lindsay, in the live chat. Mike, uh, Mike, Joe will talk about that when he's back on in a couple weeks. It was basically, basically Kang cleaning up Gimple's mess. Should have killed him off long ago. Atari Dad, I was going to get to that later, but Atari Dad, excellent point. It's, it's basically that Gregory should have been killed. J- Joe was railing on this for, for half a season about this guy needing to be dead. And... And yeah, he needed to be. And this seemed like, yeah, okay, it's time to clean up the mess. And then we're going to eventually kill Rick Grimes and start this different show that that Kang's going to create, which is not really going to be The Walking Dead. It's going to be something that's craving to save ratings since the show is going down the piss of doo. As Polly Walnuts would say. Let me move this fucking wheel. I got to move the wheel a little bit. It's a little close to me. It's a close wheel. Uh, the only thing, two things that improved from last season is the dialogue, but not by much, says Lindsay. The only shocking parts were the, t- were the two drunks having the last words. Hey, wonderful bug. Great to see the wonderful bug in the live motherfucking chat. Enid's in a wheelchair. Yeah, she got hit in the head and she's in a wheelchair too. 
Yes, I get why they had to uh, drag the wagon across, but they could have passed the canoe down. Yeah, and even more so when they walk in there, why did they walk across it to get up there? Why don't walk around it, especially once they heard a crack a little bit? But whatever. Sorry, I finally started watching Game of Thrones. Dragons on my dude. No apologies. I thought Gregory was going to be like Clay Morrow after he lost the presidency. The highlights for me was the Carol and Ezekiel scenes and the Carol and Daryl scenes. Oh, wait, I said wagon. I just said dragon instead of wagon. Whatever. I knew what you meant. We corrected it in our minds. By the way, conflict between Maggie and Gregory was way better in the comic. Maybe because Carl was in the story. <laughs> exactly, Phil. It was like they were trying to make us care by Maggie making Maggie emotional. It just doesn't work. No hopes for this season after this first episode, says Lanetta. Lynetta, great to see you in the live chat. <laughs> Excuse me, Hannibal. I don't know why I was excusing me to you. I was saying, uh, I was going to say I'm high like Hannibal said. <laughs> I started to cough and I apologized, but whatever. The class four was just a fucking joke. I thought I saw Daryl and some chick kiss. I guess he's not gay or asexual or whatever. Santovia, I do think, I'm not sure if I saw him kissing, but I did feel like they were pushing Daryl and that girl he was talking to. I think that's Daryl's future girlfriend, but I could just be making that shit up. It's This show has me thinking. This show is so uninteresting to me to where the storylines are going that I'm thinking, oh, well, well which couples are going to get together now? Because uh, I know they're so aware of that shit now. <laughs> because that's, as much as I like the, and I'm going to get to this later, but what the fuck, as much as I like the Carol and Daryl scene, it was great to see them have a real moment of dialogue. That scene was set up to rationalize putting them both in other romances and to settle the and do a little bit of fan service to go, oh, Pookie's okay with the Ezekiel and Carol romance, so you should be too. Ding! That at least that's what it screamed to me. And I mean, I know not the dynamic about I'm taking over for these for at the sanctuary. That made more sense to me. I mean more the element of, oh, he asked me to marry him, he's gonna be my and what do you think, Uncle Daryl? Mm-mm-mm. I think he's a little cocky. Mmm, <laughs> this beer tastes delicious tonight. I miss Daryl the Redneck. Now he's too sensitive. And I was Westerosi Ninja, great fucking name. I was going to say that later as well. Daryl is so much more well-adjusted, listening to people's problems, talking to them. He's going to have a show uh, called, called I'm Listening on, the, on Seattle radio soon. He's basically Fraser Crane now. Romantic to me is chilling in the weather, like eating a ham sandwich. <laughs> Atari dead. Feel like the point of this arc is to set up how ill-prepared the communities are for another conflict. Just hope they don't drag this out too long. Uh, I hope they don't drag it out too long as well. They're probably trying to sense, put everything to a lull, sense of sa safety before everything starts boiling over. In house. But I wonder... I wonder if they're going to get rid of the Rick situation first. Finish, go in these first six episodes because it seems like Rick's in next episode as well, and they just have him be in six episodes, and episode six is his last one. Or if they're at first, I thought they might spread those six episodes across a whole season, but now I'm starting to think it, that they're just going to do six episodes with this Rick arc, have that all blow up, and then sort of bring in how ill prepared they are minus Rick and minus just the situation. But we'll, we shall see. Ooh, I can't wait to hear Joe's thoughts in this episode. I have a feeling it's going to be epic. Unfortunately, Joe Dirty Locks is not with us this evening. He unfortunately did have to work, but, or fortunately for him, he had to work. <laughs> I still think he asked to work. No, he will be back in two weeks. The Walking David will be joining us next week. But I do have a voicemail from Joe Dirty Locks that I will be playing in a few moments here at the beginning before we get into our recap. And 
also Joe and I, because Joe can also cannot join me tomorrow evening, where hopefully we'll be talking about a uh, a different show. I'm not going to say better or worse. We'll be talking about the season finale of Better Call Saul tomorrow night, same time. And Joe can't join us for that, so we'll be doing a, a podcast later in the week, a What Did Joe Think podcast about Joe's thoughts on the season finale of Better Call Saul and tonight's episode of The Walking Dead. Okay, everybody, it's time. It's about that time. Let's listen to uh, let's listen to Joe Dirty Locks's voicemail here. He, he sent us a voicemail. This is all for you guys. I'm gonna sit back, relax. <laughs> Thank you, Chalk Boy. I couldn't think of Jadis's name all night. I kept calling her Trash Woman. Say thank you, Jadis. Jadis. I could not remember Jadis's name for the fucking life of me. Too many shows, too many names. Time for some Joe Dirty Locks. Oh, hey, how's everybody doing tonight after the premiere of The Walking Dead? This is Joe Dirty Locks calling in with my little uh, review here of the uh, premiere. Let's see. Um, apparently, people are still stupid trying to use a zombie as the uh, scarecrow. You know, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> Gee. Um, and still, you know, let's all freak out and run away from a, a small herd and watch the kid get bit and then kill the herd afterwards instead of just, you know, calmly and coolly killing them all like you did all the, all the way into Washington fucking D.C. But, you know, oh, well, all of a sudden we can't kill them. Um, but that was cool. They alluded to the Smithsonian some shit, you know. Um, uh, the Gregory shit, glad he's dead. Glad, glad, glad he's dead. And um, I don't know. Um, not too much more I can say, really. It was otherwise a pretty boring-ish episode. Um, and, uh, it didn't completely turn me off, but, uh, I'd like to say I was excited to see more for the season, but, you know, uh, we will see more for the season, so it's bad. Anyway, I hope the show goes good, or has gone good, or will go good, or, uh, all that stuff and uh phil i'll talk to you soon everybody in the motherfucking chat you guys have a good night and uh peace out okay joe let's see what, let's see what else joe has to say here what else do you have to say hallucinate him oh the guy that was in charge of him before that let him kill poor henry's fucking brother uh, i'll hallucinate him no come on these people fucking deserve to die and you should have walked up and put the fucking staff through Megan's head, you stupid fuck. God damn. God damn every single one of those weak-ass, cowardice fucking fucks, including Rosina, who now isn't going to hit the bat when she shoots him in the fucking face. Like, just so stupid. Like, so stupid. Just so stupid. Okay, so that... Oh, sorry. I just... I. <laughs> We got a little bit more from Joe there at the end. Sorry if you guys couldn't hear that. The audio was a little low at the end. But uh, we will uh, we'll get Joe back in a couple weeks. 
for a little bit more. So ultimately, where Joe is at the episode was basically where Stephanie's at, where a lot of people at. It wasn't exciting. It was boring. And I and I hear you there. It definitely didn't keep me going. I think I'm a little lower on it than Joe was, but I definitely see what he's saying. I'm not not tuning in next week. I think it was better than the previous two seasons, and I don't know. I think I think there were some good elements there, but everything good, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Hey, hey, Walking David. I will see the Walking David next week in here, motherfucker. So sorry about that, the audio difficulties. Let's not waste any more fucking time. Let's just get into this. I'm ready. I'm already, I'm already done. I feel like I already talked about this episode enough. And I'm gonna get, I still haven't gotten into the recap. So let's get into this and let's go into this fucking recap. Motherfucker, is that the Whoa, that's not the recap. <laughs> Okay, let's get into this episode. So, on the surface, it was pretty good. Better than last season, but still so much shit. I do like Maggie's decision. The way she got there was a bit convenient. There seems to be... There seems to be some good stuff there, but the interactions and the motivations are still fucking stupid. Everyone gets a participation trophy. I'd rather focus on characters that I actually care about and ignore some of the characters that are useless. Why do we have to give everybody... I don't care about giving Jadis a minute. I'm sorry, I don't. It's not like a Beatles album where we need to give Ringo a song. Let's just focus on the important characters. Gregory should have been handled a long time ago, but best time. The best part of this episode, though, let's get through. Let's get to the shit sandwich here of it all. The best part of this episode were the commercials with Abraham. <laughs> those were the best part of the entire episode. I looked forward to those commercials, every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, the, this is the music. We Sorry, we had the porn music coming in here for a second. This was the music from the Rick and Michonne scene. Oh, yes. Andrew Lincoln's leaving this fucking show. My name is Rick and Ames. Come on, no shit. I'm leaving this show and I'm not watching the crap and any shit. I'm getting out of here. Give me my money. Give me my money. Grab it in my back. Put it in a sack. Give the money. I gonna have to save my career one time. I wasn't on those last seasons of The Walking Dead. It's not mine. Season 9 was my last one. Ah! That was for a Super Chat donator during, uh, during Better Call Saul that needed a little silly song about Andrew Lincoln leaving the show. I didn't rehearse it. I made it up as I went, but I remembered it right now. So thank you so much for your Super Chat donation. I enjoy making a silliness, making a silly fool of myself for you. Octopus's Garden was a good song, Phil. Shame. Don't Pass Me By is my favorite Ringo song. In an octopus's garden in the shade. So we have our, as I mentioned before, we have our Flash intro here where Rick basically makes season seven and eight of The Walking Dead go by in a flash. I kind of wish this was all we had of season seven and eight of The Walking Dead. But I, it's a weird intro here where Rick's, and my, my name, my name, my name is Rick Grimes. My name is The Walking David. I'm going to be here on Phil's show next week. 
He's gonna make me do voices, and he's gonna copy me. Yeah. <laughs> to live in peace. Negan and the Saviors try to take that away from us. Alexandria, the hilltop, the kingdom, and Oceanside came together to fight for a better future. Mine. My name is Barry Allen. When the forces of evil came together, we won. But not without painful losses. Today, we try to heal, try to forgive. Now the work begins. The new world begins. I mean, what the fuck was that? Was that just was that a preamble to to is that Rick Grimes's? swan song farewell monologue there or i don't know it's it's interesting to me the way they're setting this up and the way this is all going that he has six more episodes are they killing him is he leaving is he going is he somehow escaping no i think he's he's dying and is did michonne basically get him killed in this episode setting in motion this whole thing about creating a charter of some sort is this going to be the the end conclusion of rick grimes he tries to do this and somehow gets killed in the process through a whole comic series, and which I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Joe is. Joe's the pair of us that he's much more familiar. Read pretty much all of it as well. I'm of the first hundred issues. I haven't really read much past that, just out of not having it. <laughs> but ultimately, this is going to be the end of Rick Grimes. The first time we've seen him have some sort of conclusion in the story, and I don't like that they're just doing it to try to save the show and, or maybe Andrew Lincoln wants to leave. I don't know if they wanted him out, if they sort of invited the door or if he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I tend to want to think he's get he's wanting to get out of here, but then I think they should have compromised with him and had him finish this season and then had this season be the last. It's hard for me to imagine the walking Dead's going to feel anything, but like it, different kind of show, different kind of environment, but similar to scrubs, that college years of Scrubs, when the final season of Scrubs, after the the good finale in that episode called My Finale, and then they come back the following season, and JD's there for like two or three episodes, but then it's sort of a bunch of the Alsorans, and I, I mean, Dr. Cox and Turk, Turk are there. I, why am I talking about Scrubs? But I, just ultimately, because that's what The Walking Dead's going to feel like to me. It's going to be Grimesless. Or, or no, we're going to have Judith. Okay, we're going to have fucking Judith. Great. No, Carl. If Rick was going to leave, it makes the decision to kill Carl even more ridiculous. If they, if they really didn't think Chandler could have handled some of the business that they were going to do, maybe they could have recast him instead of instead of killing him. Mm. Whatever. Now I'm just bitching. Now I'm bitching. I'm getting a little buzzed and starting to bitch. It happens. Let's continue here. Uh, Magnum P.I. did the same. Andrew Lincoln said he wanted to leave. Thank you, Atari Dad. Herschel just died. Seems like the show is bad luck. Rest in peace to the actor that played Herschel. Uh, he he did he did pass away today. So rest in peace. Uh, and Maggie also from the show standpoint, Maggie named her kid Herschel. So it was it was interesting to hear that come up a couple of times. It was Scott Wilson, I believe is his name. Yes, Scott Wilson. Rest in peace, Scott Wilson. 
So we get this flash intro. My name is Rick Grimes, blah, 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 blah. Then we're in Alexandria, and we see all their advances with the solar power stuff and the wind power. They have the trailer thing. Judith and Michonne and Rick are there playing house, and Rick looks to Judith. They talk about how happy, how he's happy, grumpy face, and he's got a big tummy. Judith is drawing. Daddy's grumpy. Oh, they're all happy. It's like Anakin and Padme. But then we see some crows flying around, controlled by Brand Stark that show the future, and all crows are liars. But Judith is looking more and more like Shane every day. I'm sure most of us are, most of us thought that. Oh wow, Judith is totally looking like Shane every day. They should have recast Carl in the next season. Six five black. I know it mentions it. Chandler's father made a side business of tours, and I think he's got his son Can from being too much and too chronic. He's getting murdered like Caesar. Oh, they. You think Rick's possibly getting murdered like Caesar? Like C like Susie. <laughs> Caesar. E2, Daryl. E2. So, yeah, all crows are liars. Then we see the opposite of Alexandria as things are dark and boring in, in Negan Heights here in uh, the sanctuary. As the sanctuary and Daryl's the leader and Daryl Daryl shoots the zombie, the zombie scarecrow thing in the head like, you idiot, just kill that fucking thing. Then we hear Eugene doing Eugene shit, and and we see Jesus and Aaron having a moment together, having their moment in the sun. Scaring the class at the hilltop, you could audit. Maggie will be there. Carol sometimes shows up when she's in town. So, oh, speaking of, control to Kingdom Relay. So let's just flash through a couple of these scenes. Then we go. A walker gets up against a car. It's, it was an interesting transition here. They transitioned from these beginning segments from... <laughs> the editing was a little wonky in this episode. A couple of points... I keep feeling like I started off wanting to say good things about this episode, but the more I dig in and the more I start thinking about things, the more it seems like a little bit of a mess. There were a couple of moments that were just bad transitional editing points where time just skips and doesn't really matter, or even when... Uh, Ru, Ryu, no, Ken. Even when Ken, I knew it was a Street Fighter name. Even when Ken got killed, he, <laughs> the edit of him walking over to save the horse and then the zombie coming out of nowhere was a weird cut. I can't quite explain how weird it was, but it definitely, it, de it cut quick and they went right from him untying the horse to the zombie bite. And I appreciate that to a certain extent, but it didn't work. It needed some trimming or something. There, there needed to be some trimming there. The edit was off tempo, and it made me feel uncomfortable and not in a good way. Not in a scared way and a, this seems not right uh, visually in front of me. I can't think of words anymore. I'm losing words. <laughs> so pretty soon this show is going to be me with a complete white beard and gray hair and just going, uh-huh, mm, uh, and I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I won't be able to help myself. <laughs> stealth ninja zombie. Yeah, it's another stealth ninja zombie. It's crazy. Rick could have saved Gregory. It was Maggie's call as leader of Hilltop. Rick couldn't have saved Gregory. It was Maggie's call as leader of Hilltop, and he didn't have the backup. And I think that's why he grabbed Michonne in that moment. Just to be like, I, we don't really have jurisdiction here. This is Maggie's game. She told me off. She set the standard. She's been open. She's been warm and been generous with, with the goods that she's been offering at this point. I think if this is the first thing and the only thing in the story I want to examine from the story standpoint, I think Maggie made the right decision for herself and for her people. I think 
there was some element of truth to the fact of her going along with everything Rick says. At a certain point in time, she needs to worry about the people at the hilltop. So I, I appreciate her stance in that moment. And I also appreciate her taking care of Gregory. I don't give a shit how how horrible that was to watch for kids running out there. Gregory tried to kill her, tried to set her up, and then he pulled out a knife and tried to stab her with it. He's lucky she didn't kill him right there. If she wanted to have a little fun and put a little pageantry to it, you know, so be it. The zo- yeah, the zombie kiss scarecrow is an excellent idea. Watching Deadwood... Deadwood as Hardwick put it. I watched the new Doctor Who, but couldn't bring myself to watch this episode of The Walking Dead. Legendary Milk. Great to see Legendary Milk. Negan has value. Gregory has no value whatsoever. <laughs> Zombie Scarecrow was was metal as fuck. Zombie Scarecrow would be a good name for a metal band. And <laughs> Rick is leaving, and you got Negan in the bullpen. What do you think is going to happen? Uh Patricia, Patricia, I don't know if you were saying that uh, what my rating of this episode was. I'll get to it at the end. I don't know. It's it's a hard one to rank because am I ranking it against last two the last two seasons? Then I do think it was an improvement, but that's not saying much. Talking spit, great to see talking spit in the live chat. So glad to see Greg. So glad to see Gregory is dead. It's way, way overdue. So let's continue here. We see Jerry. Then we see our team fragmented. Aaron's there. Everyone gets everyone gets a chance. Jerry sees Daryl on a bike. They slap five. Basically, a walker gets up and up against a car as we're automatically in Washington, D.C. And that's what got me on this rant. It seemed like the transition, oh, we're in D.C., was a little quick. So then we get Rick and Michonne are like knights. Did Rick have Lucille? It looked a little bit like Lucille. And they're knights of Ezekiel's round table. And then Gabriel looks kind of silly to me. I, I didn't like I didn't like the the Gabriel redesign there. <laughs> People in the live chat were having some fun with his hat. I thought just in general he looked a little silly. And all the team were heading heading together for one last mission together to squash the Greyjoy upbringing. So then we got our new intro, animated, stylish. I actually enjoyed it. And I mentioned this earlier. I'd love to be watching that show. That that show seemed like it'd be a fun show. But it, it seemed it reminded me a little bit of uh, like the graphic novel kind of feel or the the video game feel. And I, I like that. It's uh, it's cool. The the new showrunner wanted to put her stamp on it. So little things like that, just changing the paint color. It, it works to a certain extent. I have no problem with it. And yeah. You're trying to rebrand the show, not around the characters and around the world of The Walking Dead. That's what you're going to do. You know, your two-year, three-year plan is to probably combine the two shows, Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead, and make them one show. And once you get rid of Rick, you can kind of just organize that all into one big, crazy, stupid circle jerk of of uh, of talking deadness. It's happening, led by Negan. Negan's your star. Well, if you think it's an improvement, I'm going to give it a chance, something to watch. I don't, 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 it's not that big of an improvement. If last season was a five, I'd give this a six. The intro was fresh. I like the intro. And I like some of the dynamic. I like the tone in general of the episode. But it did drag. It definitely felt boring at times. The dialogue was a little better, as someone pointed out in the live chat. But it's still, at times, it was pretty stupid. The coincidental plot 
the coincidental plot-driven stuff when everything needs to happen so coincidentally for things to exist in the storyline was a little hazy from anything good. It's it's not a let's all get in the wagon wheel and celebrate The Walking Dead being back. No. No. It's a minor step in the right direction to me. Rick is supposed to be the one in charge. Everyone's been following his lead. Who would have stopped him? The uh, I like how it's been eight years and they still panic over fighting zombies with knives. Well, if you think it's an improvement, yeah, not that much of an improvement. So did you hear the – yeah, rest in peace, Scott Wilson and Herschel. Definitely love that character. Added a lot of heart to the show and just a very good actor that's been a ton of shit. So then we go over to a zombie getting killed right next to Rick's head and it's a head into the Smithsonian. And some of the zombies are cool, but a couple of them, just the way they were set behind us – behind a wall or the angles that they were shot at seemed a little bit amusement park or haunted house like to me and some of the cg on some of the zombies excuse me especially the spider one that we get to in a little bit i think maybe the exposure was up a little bit too much and they could have made things a little darker to make it a little bit creepier but at times some of the things that i think could have been creepier visually were a little too some of the effects were a little too bright for me, maybe, or something. I'm something. I, it's hard to explain what I mean, but they looked maybe slightly too computer touched up. And I know someone's going to say they're not computer touched up at all. That's all practical. And if it was all practical, there's something wrong too. Maybe the the lighting on the way the makeup was done was a little off for me in that scene. It seemed a little more silly than than scary when it could have been scary. So, anyways, we everyone's inside. They're looking for supplies. Everyone's got their list and they're checking it twice. Someone's something old, something new. I don't hate it. Rick's got a little peekable walker. Then we get the slowdown music that works. And I, I was going to say, the music seemed to be fighting against the plot last season. I thought it worked towards the plot in this episode. Good compliment there. Rick is, everyone's sending out their own. Rick gives a little speech and tells everyone to be safe. So we get some cool shots of some shadows. I thought some of the visuals were pretty neat. I thought this, shot, this episode by, for the most part, was shot really well. Uh, some of the some of the choices for shadow work and some of the framings I thought worked. So yeah, so there you go. And I thought generally this opening scene created some cool vibey kind of emotional scariness about something fucked up is going to happen. But it all amounted to shit. I mean that's the real real thing here. I mean I'm trying to talk around this. I'm trying not to just to, just to straight out bash the shit out of this because I'm trying to give this a chance. At the beginning of the season I wanted to give this. This season, a fresh new look. And I feel like there were some elements here, again, that I wanted to like. I thought the lead up here was good. It's like, yeah, I'm leading you up. I'm leading you up. I'm leading you up. And then let me punch you in the fucking balls while you're coming. And that seemed to be the situation in this episode to a certain extent. They had some cool lead ups and then the end points were bad. Or they had a good end point, but the lead ups were stupid. It was one or the other. In this part, it was a good lead up to me, but then the conclusion made it all boring and stupid. The Gregory situation, the conclusion was good, but it's it was way too late. And the reasons that led it up by focusing on Ken and these and Brett Butler and her husband, drunk drunk husband that can be manipulated by Gregory, to me just wasn't compelling enough to drive the main second act of the episode. It just dra- it made it drag, and it made so. The beginning part I thought was kind of all right, and the end part I thought kind of worked a little bit. But the middle part with the characters, I just don't give a flying fuck burger. We don't have enough characters. We need to bring in Rose and Bernard from Lost here at the end. The, the 
or uh, to be like, oh, that Maggie is not my friend. Like, fuck them. Does it still look low budget? It looks we. It just looks weird to me. Uh, they make it look so dark, so they don't have good lighting. The light, yeah, the lighting kind of sucked. I, he was, Rick deferred to Maggie. It was her call in her place. He's not the leader at Hilltop. Hundred percent, Sintovia. Hundred percent. So, <laughs> they come in and they see this glass thing, which has some zombies in the basement, and they walk across it because you know reasons. Let's yep. walk. Let's walk. Oh. This is kind of a great set. They keep going. It's fun. And the music's not overpowering. And there's some good silence, some good flashlight work. And we see a zombie jump scare that works pretty well as a zombie drums on someone's foot. Zombie looks a bit CG for me, but with the spiders and, yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. There's spiders. I don't like spiders. Uh-huh, dun 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 You almost need the comedy whistle right there. The, the, I don't like spiders. I don't like spiders. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, let's continue here. So, uh, yeah, the spider stuff. So, Gabriel kills, kills the dude in the... Uh, what was I saying about this? Gabriel here. Gabriel, the dude in the evolution thing. It's a fun joke, a fun little moment. Oh, yeah. Gabriel and Trash Lady. And, and uh, what was her name? Enos? Not Enos. <laughs> Not Enos. I just call her Enos. <laughs> Jadis. Jadis. <laughs> then we have this scene between the two of them talking about evolution. Oh, yeah. He kills He kills the zombie right up the in the evolution stuff. It was kind of, it was kind of a cute... A cute little moment here, and I don't mind this kind of levity in The Walking Dead if it works to this works in the moment. But again, this screamed at. We got to give everyone a moment here. We got to give everyone a moment in this intro here, and it fought against the narrative being a little tight. And we had some of these one-off little vignette scenes, which I don't, which didn't bother me. If if this is the new normal in The Walking Dead, and this is something that's going to be happening more, all right. You know, it's I prefer more focused stories on focusing on the characters that are more interesting to me but you know I, I can't I can't punch them in the balls on both ends if they want if they want to try something new here and have have it be more of the whole cast there at all times and have little moments with with different cast members even if it is for just two seconds here two seconds there that's cool I mean we got we got what's his name Jerry uh, Jerry from the kingdom has a new outfit, so people have something new to cosplay. So I, I don't mind in, in a new action figure for Jerry. So I don't mind that kind of shit. It works. <laughs> Enos, not penis. <laughs> I might as well call her penis. I don't know. The words penis might have come out of my mouth. Wait, did I just say penis coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Then we get Daryl and Daryl's new love interest. This is the this is who I think Santovia you saw or did I say anus? I said anus, enus, penis. It's all or anus, enus, anus, enuses. I want I want a golden enus for Christmas every day. And by the way, 
Well, by the way. Enus, a penis, a Enid penis, penis. Enus, meanus, meanus, he's the meanest little penis. He drags it down on the concrete shift and he puts it in the belly and he sucks it on his back. Sorry. <laughs> Having too much fun. Intelligent design. The de evolution of man. I like it. Sure. This is Darrow with his new love interest. Or my opinion that is his new love interest. You alright? I was just uh, was thinking about my brother. We were fighting during the canoe ride at the county fair. It's funny, you know, certain things just bring up random memories like that. Does that happen to you? Most of the memories I got of my brother. I once, now I'm gonna tell you all a story about a little guy I knew. His name was Enos the Penis. I knew this dude last Sunday. He was a little dude. He had his Enos the Penis. He smoked some doo-doos. friends that fought with me. They wanted to be here. They didn't make it. So yeah, it happens to me. Either she, and I, <laughs> either she's, either, or she's dead person walking. She's, she's the new Beth. She's, anyone who Daryl emotionally connects with is dead soon. DJ jumps on in. Hopefully, DJ had a good night of uh, work. I'm going to call it work, DJ, because it is work. There was a time when I wanted to be Daryl's love interest, but even I can't save a sinking ship. And Patricia agrees with that. Weenus. Weenus would be a good counter rhyme to that, Hannibal. That's why I can tell you're a songwriter. Weenus, <laughs> the weenus, the peanut. Oh my goodness. I am a silly I'm a silly Billy Gumdrops. So yeah. Anyway, so we go back to Rick and he's looking through some medical weed. I know it's no, it's some crops, and there's a teacher's using it as an opportunity to teach a class. Seeds here. Brought my class back when I was teaching. Found out they cultivated heirloom lines for the gardens. And they kept seeds on hand so they could rotate the crops. They made a doomsday vault without foliage. We're grateful. Sanctuary will be too. Let's take the lot, get back, see if the others need help. So he called for an election? Oh, yes. And then we get into our next scene, which is some Gregory exposition and also some Carol. And it's just it's just some talking between friends. It's, it's the, the band's back together, so let's hang out and talk. Band back together, let's hang out and talk. He's still sore about the results. I don't know. He's being friendly. It's weird, honestly. Oh, you want me to show the weenus? No, no, not, not. This isn't that kind of show. We'll, 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 we'll wait till, uh, 
We'll, we'll go to a different different website for that. <laughs> the rebirth of democracy by that guy. And Atari Dads has said this during the episode. They easily can get plows from Amish communes. Don't need to go to the Smithsonian for that. That's a fucking great point, Atari Dad. Why aren't they jacking the Amish communities? That's ex excellent point. Uh, Centolio says, yes, you are. They realize that people aren't happy with how things are. Not everyone believes in what they're doing. So they want to give each community each chance to speak and develop a charter. We need some sorghum seeds. Who'd have thought? Meanwhile, I live with a king. <laughs> but it works, right? People seem to like it. There's something about a vote. Here we go. A blacksmith can use these as a model to make more. And we could send one to the sanctuary. <laughs> Try to fix things there. Oh, I love it. We're seeing some new names in the live chat. Thank you to anyone who's jumping on in here. And we hope you guys, if you love this episode, if you didn't like this episode, please share your thoughts. It's all, all opinions are open in the live chat. We like to explore the good, the bad, and the silliness of The Walking Dead or whatever show we're watching. If you want to share your thoughts, whether you're watching this later or right now, you can use the voicemail and call in line at 781-990-8509. You can text that line as well, or if you're out of the country or you'd rather use Skype, you can also Skype me at I Got Issues Man at, or just I Got Issues Man, not at anything, at Skype. And uh, leave a video message that I'll play on the next show. So make sure if you're listening to the audio cast of this or listen to this later on YouTube or joining us for the very first time, please hit that subscribe button. Jump in the live chat because I'm good and silly and babblery, but it's really all about the live motherfucking chat and all you guys babbling about this episode and also about the times when we can bring Joe Dirty Locks on here and get him drunk and bitching about the silliness of The Walking Dead. And next week... As I mentioned, we'll have the wonderfully awesome Walking David sharing his uh, interesting take on The Walking Dead as well. So it's going to be a fun season one way or another to talk about this show. And on some weeks, you'll have to deal with me alone. And we all know how ridiculous that can be. But you're never alone, Phil. Phil, you're never alone when you got me. Thank you, weird voices in my head that sometimes pop up for really no good reasons and give probably as bad a dialogue as some of the scenes in uh, this episode. But no, let's continue. I miss, I miss the Joe Dirty Cox too. It's uh, it's never the same. It's never the same when Joe can't be with us, especially on premiere nights. But he will be with us every other week, starting on week three. <laughs> So, and we will get Joe on a what did Joe think this week as well. Trust me. It, I don't even know what to say too much about The Walking Dead because I'm so used to just getting to be quiet and having Joe bitch about it. And just go, yeah! And occasionally pretend to like something to set him off on a rant. <laughs> Anyways, so we get some foreshadowing and some exposition in that scene. Then we see the wagon wheels starting to get over the glass. Yeah, this is totally going to work. Did anyone did anyone watch this episode watching this episode anywhere ever in the existence of humanity on any medium in any couch in any country that has The Walking Dead? Did anyone that has ever seen another episode of The Walking Dead? Maybe if this is your first episode of The Walking Dead, could you possibly not? No. If this is your first episode of television, no, no. If you've never watched a movie or theater or anything if you've never read, if you're a complete moron, if you're, if you're, 
if you're not really, you know, alive, if you're if you're an inanimate object, maybe. Okay. With the exception of some inanimate objects, and some probably would know, everybody knew they were going to break through the glass at some point in time. So, ultimately, when you have situations like that, in a television show, in a movie, when everybody and their fucking mother knows what's going to happen, because it's obvious, you set yourself in an obvious situation like this, you need to flip it in a weird way. Have something completely ridiculously shocking happen that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they went there. I knew something bad was going to happen, but I didn't think they were going to kill Ezekiel in this moment. And I know I'm bloodthirsty and I'm screaming kill Ezekiel. I just think you had it hanging down there off a rope in a silver platter. Some way of saying, holy shit, this show's not taking any prisoners anymore. And not in a over silly way. I know some people complain about the Glenn and the... But that wasn't my problem with season seven and eight, seven or eight. I never had a problem. I had a problem that they didn't kill Glenn with the whole dumpster thing. I thought that was a good setup and and reaffirm this thing that I want them to reaffirm that hasn't been there in a long time. This anyone can go at any time in this universe. That they can get overrun by hordes and shit can happen and you can get you can be dead in any moment. And I think in this section right here they set this up in a way where they set this obvious situation where you go, okay, it's, they're going to fall through. They're going to get out of here. Okay. Nothing's good. Nothing bad's going to happen. Maybe an Alsoran's going to die, but eh, whatever. And they actually go and they kill not a main, main character, but someone that people somewhat care about. And I know people are like, no, he almost died in the finale of last season. You can't kill him again. I don't give a flying fuck. That's what the scene showed. They don't have him be the one that falls down the hole. Whoever fell down the hole in that glass situation should have been zombie meat. And, oh, my God, we fucked up. Get, let's get out of here. <laughs> have it screw up. And that screws up and sets everyone a, a mad at Rick because Rick was leading the situation. And maybe Rick isn't a good leader. And he's got us feeding the fuck. And then food becomes scarcer because the mission is unsuccessful. And then Maggie gets pissed off because Hilltop's running out of food. And then they need to stop and grip in there and tighten the grip on the food's the food to the saviors. I'm trying to think of the word distribution. Distribution. The food distribution situation. Instead of making it be about some bullshit situation later about some family we don't care about and some dead Ken. Start trimming the fat. You want to have these these deeper stories facing these uh, a more tight-knit group of characters. You want to kind of reset the deck again. And start killing some of these newer characters. And set up set up some weird situations. How's Carol feel? She abandoned Ezekiel. <laughs> How's Carol? And then put Carol in charge. It makes more motivational sense for Carol at that point to be like, okay, you know, now I'm gonna I need to go take over the sanctuary. What the fuck? Enus the penis. Da 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 da. Anyways, I'm just babbling. So the ga the glass will break. Everyone and their mother's sister knew the glass would break. Ezekiel falls. He's food in a stick, but ends up being Ray from the Ghostbusters. And then we're on the road again. We're can't believe Rick's on the road again. <laughs> and there's some weird song playing, almost like an infomercial, but whatever. And then we get the first of the two that I saw. Maybe there's another one. I only saw two good commercials with Abraham and Eugene. I loved it for a mobile game. <laughs> Then we see a single walker and a sign with a B on it as Daryl rolls in and he gets a good shot as we're heading down the King's Road. 
we see the red shirt crew talking here. Another apprentice. I don't see why not. I can't tell if he likes me. It's just quiet. I mean, he comes across as grumpy. I don't think I've ever seen the guy smile. All right, it's just... And you know what this scene is? This scene is enough emotional weight to make us care enough about that character of Ken when they kill him. Yep, that's what they did. We've definitely no Ken enough after this scene to give a flying fuck about him and add emotional weight to a season premiere death in a big situation to set off the impetus moment to set off Maggie against Rick and start to put her foot down in this life. It was definitely better in this situation. It really was. I mean, it ha I, not necessarily. I'm because I understand it needed to be someone from Hilltop to set up Maggie in this situation to hold up, but I don't. I think it could have just been a misconfidence in Rick's leadership in just showing that maybe he cares equally for the people, the saviors right now. There's more interesting, dramatic ways you could have done it rather than having some random red shirt character die and have us supposed to care about him and then suddenly meet his weird family, oh no, whatever, grieving family that gets that we suddenly again are supposed to care about and care as they're being manipulated by a character that should have been dead a long time ago just to lead to the impetus of finally that character being dead and showing that Maggie now, now, finally, is ready for business. To get to know you first. Like, I think he'd appreciate the extra help because the king of... Exactly. Carmine, what the fuck, dude? I wanted to know Ken. Like, what the fuck about Ken? You, what the fuck, dude? We were worried severely about this Ken situation. Ladies and gentlemen, Carmine from Red Team Review in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see Carmine. I look forward to having him on a podcast very, very soon coming up, especially once we're done with our move and I'm set in the new studio. It's been far too long since we've had Car Carmine on the show. But really what that comes down to, it's been far too long since Game of Thrones been on the air, has been on the air. Because when episodes air, we have Carmine on the show. But since, it, since Game of Thrones hasn't aired for, what is it, seven years now, it seems like? In television years, it's probably about 23 years since an episode of Game of Thrones has aired. But we will find an excuse. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll torture Carmine to join me one week where Joe isn't around to force him to watch an episode of The Walking Dead and talk about it. So, uh, so I'll message you privately about that, buddy. I've, uh, I've, been, I've been waiting for an excuse. But anybody but Ken. Oh, you can. Oh, my goodness. I think they confused Ken and Glenn, honestly. I think everyone got confused. Lindsay, it was ridiculous setup just to cause conflict between her and Hilltop. A conflict caused by Carl getting into a fight with Tammy's boys. Cheech and Chalk, is it me or does Daryl just look a little bit more like Sloth from the Goonies every season? Every episode. We didn't even find out his name until he died. They were just cutting off at a commercial break. Yeah, they didn't. No, I only knew his name because of uh, because reading shit after the fact. We were robbed from seeing Ken take on the Whispers with just his battle horse and his lance. Tammy's son was bullying Sophia, so Carl stepped in and almost killed him. Tell me how this show's setup is better. Only six episodes next next season to make him say he's reek <laughs> just do it reek reek rhymes with freak it's like a little enus hello wharf yes wharf is right behind me wharf doesn't approve tim tim gersh johnny in the live chat i stopped watching two seasons ago but check in tonight because i thought this was much better not great but better 
Johnny, I would agree with you that it was better than the last two seasons. It was better, but with 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 slightly betterness comes more stupidity. And to get to better points, they needed to go through some stupid. They need to climb through the shit of Andy Dufresne to polish off a little bit of a kernel of entertainment. But I do think it was a little bit better, Johnny. <laughs> I agree with you. His little Enos is gone. Aw. So, uh, so Zeke is, I like how Ezekiel and Carol in their scene, Ezekiel's not talking to, talking like an asshole. Glad you're okay. Yeah, glad you're okay. So he's great. Oh. Something I've been taken for granted. Well, I don't have to play all this fucking audio. We don't, I don't hear every, every single one. We'll be here all night. It all comes down to Enos. Everybody. I don't do this enough, but if, you, if you've if made it this far in the podcast and you make it to the end and you're sharing this episode out and about, make sure you hashtag this episode and this season in general, hashtag Enos. That's our official <laughs> hashtag of the Walking Dead season. You can't wait. I really care about. <laughs> I, know. So I really care about. Will it. you marry me? <laughs> oh my goodness. Put that thing away. Hey, hey now. Out of context lines. Put that thing away. If I've had a nickel for every time I heard someone say that to me. It'll snag on everything. And I told you not to ask me that. And that little thing's going to snag on. This, this sounds like my whole high school career. I know. Especially after something like this. And this is not happening on a horse. Yep. This is not happening on a horse. Whoa. It's almost like they tapped into my my high school bedroom and they recorded everything that happened there. <laughs> I love you. And I always will. I'll keep this till you're ready. Zippity, zippity. Oh, Zippity, sorry about that. Then we bump into some scouts, and they run into some issues. There's a bridge. There's a hole in the bridge. There's a hole in my bridge, damn Maggie. We found out Maggie's child's been born, named after Herschel. Rest in peace. Uh, and then we... <laughs> uh, Rick's still leading the group, but there you can just see some some problems starting to arise. Some more problems with the horses. The horses need a break, so they need to drag the whole thing themselves they start to drag it but a horde starts showing up and they need to give the horses a rest so they do they start dragging it and they're like heave ho heave ho heave ho heave ho and wait oh yes the silliest part the horde starts coming and rick's rick basically turns to daryl and michonne goes go take care of that and they go sure thing i forgot Me Michonne has some stupid line that's business time. I don't even know what her line was, but it was so cheesy. And I don't know. I uh, Maybe it was just me. And I I just feel if you're going to go in that direction on the show, go all the way with that. I, the tone, the mixture of the tone sometimes. I think the show works better when, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just know that that scene made me go, made me go, that her line made me face pop. I don't know why. <laughs> Unicorn jizz and candy con. I need to get me to the store. There's my Boston accent coming out. Candy con. 
You want some fucking candy corn, dude? I got some fucking candy corn for you. You fuck. You want that fucking shit, dude? Fucking smoking Marlboros, drinking Budweiser's. Rick the Builder. Boop, 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 boop. Brand the Builder. Build it all. Brand the Builder. And the wall. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Coming soon. So the music sounds scary and they're getting overrun. Old school. It's almost cool here for a moment here. The horses take off and they're getting overrun. Ken runs back to free a horse. Don't, Ken. Don't do it, Ken. This is a reenactment. Playing the part of a horse will be Bambi. <laughs> Playing the part of the kid will be Michelangelo. And playing the part of the zombie will be Funko Michelangelo. Do, 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 do. I've got you, horsey. I'm out of the Murder, death, kill. And that's the end of Ken. But I do like how they did it visually. This is where I mean that there were some elements of this episode where I, I thought were done pretty well. If this was done with a character I cared about, cared about, it would have been more effective. But instead, it's done with Ken. And I don't give two flying fucks about Ken. And, but they flash to black and then they come up, you can hear his voices all around him and, oh, Ken, we loved him so much. We come back in and I just thought, I thought this was kind of a cool setup. We're almost come on. You're going to be all right. Put this on your side. We'll keep the walkers away. And oh, poor Ken. The Ken's dying and he, he dies. Dr. Sadiq can't do anything. The walkers are still coming, so they, they fight them off and it's over. Again, well-acted scene by Maggie. I have to say that I thought she seemed checked out last season. And at certain times throughout the last couple of seasons, I think, I think the actress has seemed checked out. She definitely seemed locked in. I think she is trying to go out, trying as hard as she can in her final episodes. At times in the previous few seasons, I might have made acting attacks. Attacks. Like, you fucking asshole, I'm going to attack you. Acting slights on certain people. Acting was not a problem in this episode tonight. I thought in any of the emotional moments... Especially Maggie had some good moments in this episode for me. So another good thing about this episode. See, I'm not completely shitting on this episode. <laughs> so, some of that likes is, yeah, you are. Shut the fuck up, asshole. You're, you're shitting on it. Don't. So let's continue. Off to Maggie telling the family. Okay, so this is when the episode starts getting convenient as we go down the home stretch. The whole back half of this episode... It's almost like everything happened in that beginning intro section and then the back half is just the response to that. I can almost just talk all about this in one quick paragraph. But where's the fun in that? So let's go through it. Dad yourself, okay? Just stay awake. Oh no, I'm not recording. Stop. Stop. Not that button. Do that. There we go. Tell me again. Tell me what happened. Tammy has already said everything there is to say. I don't accept that. She took our boy out there and for what? 
My son is dead, Pearl. And what do we have to show for it? Nothing but a broke plow. Isn't that right? We found more than just a plow. That run was really important for the future. Don't you dare talk to me about no future right now. I know like, am I supposed to care about this just because it's Brett Butler? And yeah, I mean, I know there's a whole big thing. Must-see TV's coming back. Murphy Brown's back in the air. Holy shit, the Fuller House resurgent. Frazier might be back. I mean, so we got to get Brett Butler back on the air, too. All that shit went, Maggie. There's some grace under fire happening here, motherfuckers. Xavier's got it, didn't they? He didn't even die helping Hilltop. Oh, Tammy, just calm down. I think I'm going to hit that little girl. I hate that woman. But what kind of man are you just to let this go? I'm no man at all. I'm no man at all. You know I haven't got an erection in 17 years because I haven't had a drink. Woman, don't you know I'm no man at all? Listen, Free World says this episode was a solid 7.5 for me. It was a solid episode. I think especially if you compare it to last season, I don't think that's an outrageous score. I think this episode was, when you dig in a little deeper, you can rip it apart. But I think on the surface, it definitely set things in motion. And it was a good start to the season. I found it a little bit boring around the edges, but I did find enough good stuff. I would probably go more five and a half six if i was ranking it out of all the walking dead kind of stuff whereas the previous two seasons i would have down in the five or below i really didn't like season seven and i feel like season eight was a slight improvement and i feel like this is a slight improvement over season eight so far after one episode so i will see how it is a few more episodes down the line but again, part of what keeps me tuning in is I enjoy Rick Grimes. I enjoy Andrew Lincoln's performance. I enjoy a lot of the old guard on the show. And as and Maggie, I thought, was a highlight point in this episode. I think Maggie's acting carried a lot of the... If I'm doing this as score-heavy, if I'm talking like this... If I'm talking like this, if I was give, giving points, most of my points would be going towards... I enjoyed the Maggie arc in this episode, and I liked her acting in it, and it reminded me why I enjoyed the Maggie character. She has so much fucking balls when she makes a decision about something, and it seemed more like Maggie again, finally. And I liked that. And I also like Andrew Lincoln's performance in general in some of his scenes, especially with Daryl and with Maggie. And the unfortunate part about that is both those people are going to be off the show soon. Do I think that they have enough other business characters to carry the load for me? Am I going to be interested enough if Daryl is my main focus or if Negan's my main focus or if some of these new younger cast members that they're introducing, like the girl Daryl was talking about singing Savior there and some other characters that might not have been introduced, a little bit more focused on, on Eugene maybe, a little bit more focused on Rosita, a little bit more focused on all of the other Ulceran characters. It's less and less of our original crew that were compelling to me. Carol, I don't think is long for this world. I just, I don't see her lasting much longer either on the show. I could be wrong about that, but who knows? And I don't find her character as interesting as I used to, but it's going to be cool to see her running the saviors. The balls of fury guys could be the new Rick. Johnny Rico says they actually think the show will go on without Rick. There's never been a series where they kill the main character off and the show is still successful. Rick's the damn show. Hashtag Rick goes, we go. 
I'm trying to think if there's been an example of that. Not for long-term purposes, maybe for a few episodes at the end of the run, but for the most part, I don't see it working. It doesn't really work, even on lesser situations. Two episodes into the new Lethal Weapon with minus rigs isn't working for me either. When you try to when you set a standard on a show, especially when you have a main character and you try to replace that energy with someone else, it always seems false to me. So maybe they might just try to replace his energy with more focused on some of the other older characters, but I, st- I just don't think there's enough there. I think Rick, we're going to talk about this more when we get towards the end of Rick's final episode. And I want to talk to walking David about this a lot more too, because I know he has some thoughts about this and he's a Rick Grimes fanboy in some ways when it comes to the walking dead. And I am as well. So it's, it's just tough to imagine this show it's not tough to imagine this show because there's many episodes without Rick Grimes, but it's tough to imagine this show long-term successful without Rick on the show other than maybe having one more season unless they just keep it on the air. But fuck. Okay. And uh, The Office without Steve Carell in the final season did all right. Mm-hmm. And they did a couple shows do it in their final season, but I don't see shows lasting much past one. But we'll, but we'll talk about it. Oh, uh, Van Halen had that second singer. Van Hagar did pretty well. So Maggie tells the family the family's pest. I'm no kind of man at all. <gasps> no kind of man. No kind of man. If you'll let me, I'd like to help arrange a funeral. Me and Earl bury our boy. Thank you. And you're not welcome there. I voted for you, Maggie Reed, but we're not friends. I understand. I really do. You know, Gregory has been saying he's the one who's always put he'll talk. Yeah, what I think is going to happen uh, is Rick's going to die from some force that's just going to come out that's going to seem like too crazy and too unstoppable for anybody else, and they're going to need to unlock Negan to save the day when Rick is gone because they're going to need something to lead the force. I think they're depending a lot on... Jeffrey D. Morgan to carry this show from a star power standpoint moving forward. I said that last year, right? And I said that right when the announcement was made when we were driving in the car, we stopped and did the phone stream. This show is going to be starring Negan very, very soon. The man's a damn scoundrel. But maybe he's no fool. My son is dead. Your boy has no father. And those damn... I don't care about you. Shut the fuck up. I'm not going to give you more fucking screen time on my show, too. So we go to Handsome Savior, who's singing... (laughs) Reminds me of Braun singing in Season 5 of Game of Thrones. Left blooming alone All their lovely companions Are faded and gone No flower of her kindred I've Rose got a cute ass, and now I'm sexier, because I sing in my ass. give sigh for sigh, and so soon may I follow, when friendships decay, and from love's shining circle, the gems drop away. And this dude is... true hearts lie withered 
Fond ones have flown. Enid's there too. Maggie isn't invited though. Then Rick's at the sanctuary. He's famous. Eugene's doing his annoying thing to Daryl, and Daryl's like, "Stay the Megan fuck away." Megan suffering. Me. I hope he damn well is. Hello. All was well in your absence, other than a certain cabal of saviors slinging me some serious stink eye. But I've compiled a list of items that need your semi-immediate attention. I checked out the supplies. It's a pretty good haul. You should let everybody know. Oh my fucking goodness. Okay, so. Then we go back to Gregory doing his... We see Daryl there, and we see how Daryl is overwhelmed, but he somewhat has a controlling hand over all the saviors uh, to a certain extent, even though we did see a Negan sign that someone wrote, we're still Negan, they don't know who did it, and it, it causes a Hufflepuff. On a stage, give a damn speech like him. That's bad. Good question. There's no mention of Dwight and no visual sighting of him either no Dwight died in a raid or something which I assume we'll get some sort of mention of him at some point and we just lost someone out there oh yeah he went after Sherry he went after his wife yeah this Eugene has gone from funny to he's too aware of himself <laughs> too aware that he's interesting like less is more with Eugene I'm, I'm already sick of Eugene this early in the season so I hope we don't get too much of him so we go back to Gregory doing his dick cheese stuff at the funeral and pretending to be genuine, but really being a dick cheese. Good-hearted young man. He wasn't a fighter. No, he, t he tended to our animals. He, he shooed the horses. He's regular guys like Ken that keep a place going. <laughs> he will be remembered as a son, a friend. Aha, uh -huh. oh, whoop, whoops. Finding example of hilltop strength, fundamental decency, even in the face of. Oh, wow, wow, wow. You sound like Charlie Brown's fucking teacher. So, uh, Jesus is like, you're totally genuine. I totally believe you. Yeah, of course. You're an idiot, Jesus. You are a fucking moron. So, Rick gets a standing ovation because he's helping the saviors and he's getting high off having sex with Negan's ex-girlfriend. So then we go over to Daryl, and Daryl and Rick have one of my favorite moments in the episode. Daryl and Rick acting together because they're the two characters I care about. They have history. Both actors generally, I, contrary to, I know Tim Tim Gersh in the live chats, like, don't say anything good about Norman Reedus. But I generally like Rick and Daryl scenes, and I thought this was a pretty good one. I don't want to be the one leading these people anymore. Okay. Why? I don't know being here. Daryl's starting to learn words and thoughts and emotions, and he can talk and stuff now. So <laughs> Daryl's starting to say, Daryl don't like shit. So Daryl says, get me the fuck out of here. There's no us anymore. I miss when we were a small little group and had shit, and this sucks now, and what are we doing? Ah, there I am now. <laughs> and... Daryl wishes it like before. He wants to go to the hilltop to be with Maggie. He doesn't want to go to Alexandria. No one wants to go to your house, Rick, because you get that shitty asshole in your basement that you didn't kill. And Carol's watching this whole situation and listening to what Daryl's saying and setting up the fact that she's going to be taking this over for him, for her, his friend. Then we get Gregor with the parents and the husband and offers the husband a drink and he doesn't drink but the wife has a drink and she gets shit faced and goes to bed oh freaking out right. you sober you too go ahead Tammy I'm fine 
Vil, did you just rig the Tim Hatred Daryl Bell? Ding, ding, dong. Igor, great to see Igor in the live chat. One of our oldest viewers. Not oldest as in age-wise. One of our oldest been around the longest. Lots of love, Igor. And even Chris Hardwick tonight, Hardwick, joked about how much Daryl's been grumbling these past seasons. <laughs> Eugene is literally a comic book character. Literally, also figuratively. Season 2, download on iTunes. Oh, sorry. Other, wrong show. Man, why is Daryl even the leader? He does not have a connection to the Saviors. It would have made more sense for Eugene to leave the fucking Saviors. Sorry, Lindsay. I added a fuck. It needed it. <clears throat> okay, so yeah. She gets drunk and then she screams, leave me alone, as Gregory hangs out in the house creepily and is like, hey, can I hang out with you? So then we have a, another good scene between Daryl and Carol. Even though, to me, again, this scene is just sticking out like a sore motherfucking thumb to be like, hey, Daryl and Carol shippers, let's make sure you know that Daryl is okay with Carol and Ezekiel. Come on. Play. Audio. Too much dead air on this fucking Walking Dead. It's making me have to talk about it. Here we go. Aren't you in bed? Aren't you? We don't sleep. Ezekiel, on the other hand, seems like a baby. It's annoying. Does he snore fancy, too? He's all right. He's a bit corny, but... You glad I have Pookie's approval? Okay, see everyone? It's okay. You got Pookie's approval. Ugh. And then Car Carol says she's going to take it over. And then they cuddle. So then we go to, uh, to... To fuel the flames. Then we go to Gregory and this dude. More fueling the flames of stupidity here. As he gets this guy's goat. My son. Do you know what I liked about this scene? I liked that Gregory should not be alive. And the fact that he is alive, shit like this is going to happen. And I like how we saw conclusions in this episode. And I like how Maggie handled business at the end of the episode. It should, it's long overdue, but I generally like the Maggie section of this episode. It was, a, again, a bit overdue, but I like her decision-making process. I like... I like generally like this. I just don't care about Ken. I wish it was a different way. I wish they somehow found a different way for Gregory just to undermine her in general and set people up that were loyal to him to do shit. I don't think you needed to necessarily make us try to care about this kid dying in this family. But, meh. I'm not a writer. They're getting paid. I don't get paid. I just spill beer. My son didn't need to die. No, he didn't. But where's the justice for my boy? Maggie thinks she's above the law. Add snore fancy you know to the wheel. <laughs> it's a joke. Who do you think counted those ballots? Her buddy Jesus, that's who. Jesus. Where? You know, I've talked to a lot of people that are not happy with the way things are going. They're just afraid to speak up. 
Maybe you'll do whatever her pal Rick says, even if it's not good for him. I don't see that we can do a hell of a lot about it, Gregory. She's the one that decides those things. Yeah. And it's the decision she's made and the prior. So he's getting a sober man. He's getting a sober man drunk to do his dirty work. <laughs> and excuse me. Then we get Wick, Rick washing himself and him in Michonne having a couple's moment where she she says she suggests that they should form some sort of charter or constitution of some sort. No, not a constitution. They cuddle, they have pillow talk, and they eventually have some uh, have some relation. Eventually, it leads up to. To sexy time on the old Grimes bed. You know, DJ better have a good night. So, play a little bit of this shit. We both lost enough. It's time we won a little. You know what? Even with that fucking music, I can't make them have chemistry. They they don't. The uh, the actors do not have chemistry. <laughs> no, no, they really no, they really don't. I'm sorry. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. it Certain actors just have some sort of connection and balance when they're interacting and when they simulating romantic relationships. For whatever reason, I don't feel it between those two actors. I don't know. I don't know if uh, they don't like each other in real life. I, I, I they obviously like each other in real life. I don't. I just doesn't. It doesn't click for me in a way like Ezekiel and Carol. They have kind of like a cool thing going on between the two of them. I can I can understand where their relationship. They have a dynamic between the two of them. Maggie and Glenn did. They both had a had a chemistry between the two of them when they interacted with each other. Rick, Rick and Shane and Lori had uh, had chemistry. Rick and and Michonne don't for me. I I don't know. I don't know if I feel differently. People in the live chat feel feel differently. They go, Phil, you're a fucking idiot. They're they're hot. I was I was turned on. I don't know. I I just I didn't I I don't feel it with the two of them. Rick getting his pimp on. They really sped up Rick's hanging compared to the comics. That was good. They just wanted to get that going. How did everyone hate this episode? We got Broke Blackman 94 in the live chat. Maybe Broke will uh Broke will leave us a message if he if he listened to this if he watched this episode. Eugene can't delegate. He needs to be there to make sure everything is going. Yeah, and I also think that good point, Centovia. They also mentioned that Eugene and Rosita are kind of moving from place to place doing sp- Using Eugene's talents in multiple areas. <laughs> good night to all of you. Oh, not good night. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Not quite yet. So, Tyree Dad, thank you to everyone that's been joining us all evening. Even the folks that have been watching the episode with us. It is such a joy even to be back here. I said even to talk about The Walking Dead. But it's great to be back here on a Sunday night. I mentioned this earlier, but I will also be back 
again alone tomorrow evening to talk about the Better Call Saul season finale. And uh, then I'll be back probably on Thursday, maybe Friday, with Joe to do a what did Joe think about to break down his thoughts a little bit more in this episode and talk about his thoughts on the Better Call Saul season premiere. So two more times this week after this, too, you'll have to deal with my silliness. It's about time to pick it up a little bit before we have to pack up the studio and move into the new location at the end of November. And then we're going to have a whole new setup. We're going to be out of the red room. <laughs> Got to find a new home for the Klingon. Anyways. Damn, one episode alone better than last season. I agree, Broke. I totally agree with that. Uh, Tim says, I know the Rick and Michonne thing seems a little forced to me. Yeah, I was fine with this episode. Is the hairy leg junkyard painter guy still alive? I don't know, Chichachog. I am not sure. They didn't show him tonight. So let's continue here. Let's finish this off, and then I'll definitely go back through the live motherfucking chat and get your final thoughts and take any last questions you guys have as we're heading down towards the towards the conclusion of this episode. So they cuddle the shot lingers pillow talk, and we get the famous Rick Grimes premature ejaculation scene. And then we understand that they're going to get a charter at some point. And bam. So then we go to, and they also basically decide in that scene through their discussions that they're going to go see Maggie because they feel bad that Maggie had to go through all this and that she's going to have to tell this people's family. And poor Ken, because everyone loved Ken. <laughs> everyone loves Ken. So then we go over to Gregory and Maggie walking at late night. And this is Greggy's, little Greggy's stupid little plan. Greg. Oh, sorry. I've been there. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. I know this hasn't been easy for you. You won the election fair and square, Maggie. You've been a worthy adversary. Forced me to do some soul searching. It's hard not knowing what your place is. Gregory can really handle his liquor. Sure, you have one if you want it. Yeah, well. Anyway, should get my kid to sleep. Oh, Maggie, I meant to tell you. When we were burying Ken before, I didn't want to say anything. Not now, but it looked like someone had defaced Glenn's grave. Uh, maybe just some sort of accident. Kids didn't know any better. Fucking kids. It's always the fucking kids. I hope it wasn't that someone was angry. Probably no big deal. Check it out tomorrow. Anyway, good night. Everyone loved. Everyone loved. Ken. I can't even say his name because I'm so choked up. I'm so emotional about the Ken situation. Anytime I even think about the words Ken, I'll never be able to play Street Fighter again because Ken was my one of my go-to characters. Ken and Balrog. But I can't I can't do it anymore. I'm going to have to change to Rue or Ryu, whatever you want to say. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't because I'm going to get too emotional. I'm going I'm to get I'm going to get full clamped. I gotta give you guys a topic. Now, apartments. What's the deal with apartments? When they're all close together. Discuss. Sorry. Sorry, I couldn't think of a better discussion. 
Uh, Daryl is using words this season and showing some more logic and emotion. Hmm. Yeah, they're trying to show us that he can be our lead. Be one of our lead people. And I hear you, uh, who was saying, was Igor saying this episode didn't bother him? No, I hear you. And I think Joe was saying that too. I play, I'm going to play Joe's voicemail one more time at the end here as well. We played it at the beginning, but why not play it one more time as well? Joe was higher on the episode than I think some people are going to think. And I think he's the same way. It was uh, not horrible, not great, but not horrible. We also have a voicemail from Broke Blackman 94 We're going to play in a second here too. So let's continue. I'm, I agree. I'm not feeling it, but I think Eugene and Rick would be so hot. Uh... <laughs> Well, Walking Dead is over now that Ken, yeah Tim, Tim says it right. The Walking Dead is over now that Ken is gone. Let's let's stop. Let's stop pretending the show can ever be anything again. The loss of Ken is ridiculous. Ken's father keeps tweeting AMC like "fuck you." How could you do this to my son? He's a re, he's a wild card. Ken's father. Fuck. So she goes to check out Glenn's grave where it's defaced, and then we get into a really freaking action packed. Like they they went there in this scene. Maggie gets gets beat the shit out of here. Like, and uh, this guy attacks her to the dad, but she fights him off. And then Enid comes running in. I'm gonna do a. Can I do a visual representation of Enid running in? This is Enid running in. <laughs> One more time. Let's watch that again. Slow motion. Do 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 do. Bop. <laughs> Enid got knocked the fuck out. With Enid got deboed. Shit. So uh, they're they're television characters. These are not real people. These are marionettes. I'm not. I don't want what's I don't want what's her name to be knocked out. But the character of Enid, I could see get knocked out. I could see that. On, I want to see that on a. I want to get a gif of that immediately. Just a poof, 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 poof. I get it. I want to get a GIF and then put a put text on the bottom that says JSS and just slap, slap, slap. I, in fact, I need to do that. I shouldn't have said that on the show because someone's going to do that now. I'm going to make a video. Video coming tomorrow of this episode, just that scene. Of, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be like a three-second video released on my channel, which is bam, bam, Enid. Make Enid video. Let me text myself that so I remember it because this is something I need to do because – I want to I want to watch this. I want to watch this. Make Enid video. There we go. I'll remember I'll remember that now. It's happening. So anyways, so yeah, Enid Enid's got heart, but she can't fight for shit. So so then eventually once Maggie handles the situation cuz Maggie's a fucking badass and all of her people come and and protect her too. She heads in to find Gregory and be like, "Dude, you done fucked up." What happened? What happened? You tried to have me killed because you're too chicken shit to do it yourself. Marty, you, you need to sit down. You obviously have a head injury. You want to leave this place? You can't even murder someone, right? You can't even... I love that line. This place? I built this place. None of this would exist if it wasn't for me. You're just Rick's lucky. Ooh. Rick ended the war. It's more than you ever did. And he's your friend and your mentor. You know what's funny? Is you can't go back to Alexandria because you know who is still there. Do you even give a crap you know about who? all of the Voldemort. stupid shit that you have done after all the chances that you've been given? No, because I'm still here. 
I'll know that you did this. I'll attack you because you got a son killed. Oh yeah, fuck you. And he pulls a knife on her. He's pulling a fucking knife on me. Stay away from her. Stay away from Maggie. Stay away from Maggie, you asshole. And then she fucks him up. So ultimately, ultimately what happens that scene. I'm sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to type the reminder of the of the Enid situation and I'm realize I'm more drunk than I think I am and <laughs> it's tough to type when you're drunk. So there we go. I did it. It's sent. I'll remember it now. So so she goes to Gregory. Gregory comes out of her knife. She wrestles him down. I love this fucking scene. Maggie just kicks his ass. She's bleeding from the side of the head. And she just beats the shit out of Gregory. He just doesn't stand a chance. He's such a fucking little fucking douche. I'm so happy with the way the end of this episode ended. Excuse me. It might have been way too long. It, it's way too long. Whatever. It's It doesn't matter. At this point, right now, at the end of this episode... This is the kind of stuff that The Walking Dead needs to do more of. It, I will forgive episodes for being clunky dialogues, stupid story setups, all that sort of shit. If you give me some excitement and some fucked up, morally reprehensible, weird, questioning kind of situations. Not saying what Maggie did is morally reprehensible. I'm saying more what Gregory did was morally reprehensible. And that kind of shifty, weird fucking shit. Yes, it's way too late. Yes, the motivation for it was kind of shitty. But was this scene at the end where Maggie is like, I'm putting the kids to bed and all of that and the whole lead up where she tells Rick, no, no more fucking around from almost from this point on the episode. I thought it was pretty good. But whatever. Give Henry a kiss for me. Oh, what? I forgot about this. So uh, Carol says goodbye to Ezekiel and we see. We see Jerry again in the scene, and ha, 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 it's happy sounds. So then we see Daryl in Michonne heading towards a hilltop. Daryl is wearing a mask while riding his bike. Is, why is he suddenly wearing a mask? I know you should do that all the time, but is he suddenly doing this now? Hey, what's up, Phil? I love what you provide for us. I'm still waiting on a caller to top the Dickon song from a Game of Thrones series. We always want callers. If anyone has any songs or silliness, we always recommend you guys call in 781-990-8509. Dude, show improve lifestyle. That means so much to me. You have no clue how much it means to hear kind shit like that because coming out here is a lot of fun and it's a lot of uh, silliness. So I appreciate you guys enjoying the discussions. I was going to get a hell of a lot more deep and emotional there. It really, it really makes me feel good. But no, I really appreciate it. It's good. And I cannot wait. It's going to be a fun year talking about Game of Thrones. I can't wait to get to the new space. It's weird when you know you're going to move. I feel I, I'm kind of anxious. My, my office feels strangely empty and uncomfortable to me, but very soon uh, everything's going to be taken care of and I'll be in the new space and chilling and relaxing and doing a lot more fun stuff and be able to, I think, podcast even more and more in the new setup and even more videos and silly uh, short videos and song videos as well. So lots of silly stuff coming up this year. And between now and the end of November is going to be a little blah, blah, blah. That's the sound that's going on in my head right now. But we're going to be continuing into some fun stuff over the winter and into the spring. Anyways, uh, broke hates when I apologize, so I'm going to shut the fuck up. So, uh, yeah, no, thank you. And I'm seeing some faces I haven't seen in a while and some new faces as well. Stick a pot. That would be great. That would be the last. 
think that will be the last Walking Dead I watch as Stick a Pot. And I hear you, man. Anytime you, I, I'm getting there. Last season, I thought I was there a bunch, and I've agreed to kind of give myself this half a season and then make the assessment where I am at the show. But I think I'm I'm here. I'm going through the end. I'm I'm so at this point, I'm pot committed. I'm in this pot forever. What are my thoughts on Iron Fist season two? I can't believe I made it through the whole fucking thing. Quickly on that before I continue, my turd sandwich, but as turdy as it is, he is the worst part. He drags it down. Anytime that series has a chance to be potentially decent, Finn Jones makes the series shitty. It's Do I think it would be great with a different actor? No. Do I think it would be passable with another actor? Maybe. <laughs> I think he does not help the situation. Is it the best written show of all the Netflix series? No. Is it the best storyline, most interesting shit? Definitely not. But does he make it 10 times worse? Yes, he does. He's awful. He is awful. Awful. Fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got to say about Iron Fist. <laughs> Fucking shitty. Fucking. But there was enough other stuff. I like Colleen. I like Silver. Silver in is uh fucking she was on 90210 but but I like some of the elements that were going on there but he drags it down. The Iron Fist is the worst part of Iron Fist. <laughs> Davos, like what's the matter, bro? We like are brothers and why can't we be brothers? What's your problem, man? Like I don't get it. I'm like the Iron Fist, dude. Fucking douchebag. Douchebag. You know what? I watched it. I watched it to go to sleep every night. <laughs> and it worked. But no, I found a couple of the episodes horrible. It was horrible. It was it was the worst season of any of those series so far. It was really, 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 really bad. It's really bad. And I would say 85% due to Finn Jones. Okay, enough of that. Let me finish this episode of The Walking Dead. So Rick and Maggie have a scene where we have some jokes between them about the kids. And uh, then they have this long discussion. We already talked about this. I don't have to play too much. This is a good season scene between Rick and Maggie. He tries to get Maggie to come to Alexandria. And she's like, you know why I can't come. And there's some weight there. As we get, there were two actors that know they're leaving the show and trying to make the most of whatever they have to do right now. So you get a really good scene between the two of them. I mean, I could play some of this dialogue, but. It's funny. Atari Dad says, worse than season one. Got to disagree there. That's a good question. That would be a good video. Which season of Iron Fist is worse? I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I think season one might be worse. Yeah. If I really stop and think about it, season one is worse. There's more good stuff in season two. And he knows it. That's not saying much. He's a little stinker. <laughs> He's just perfect. Whatever. I mean, there. I could keep going on with. I'll go on with the scene. I want to play more of it, but I'm getting towards the end, so. I'd love for you to visit Alexandria sometime, if you're up for it. Nope. Judith talks about Aunt Maggie at Hilltop all the time. What? Oh. I'm surprised you still remember. I hate when people use kids to mask their fucking mistakes or their their problems. There. Uh, I'll bring up the kid. Everything will be all right. She does. 
Rick, I can't. You know I can't. Yeah, I'm not coming to see that shit. We need to fix the bridge, and Maggie has a solution here. Because of you. This place is doing better than anywhere else. It's You've been generous. Joe won't stop him. And no more food and supplies without getting something back for it. What do you want? If the sanctuary needs food, I'll give it to him. I real I really like for, again from this point on the episode I is my favorite part of the episode the at conclusion here and then what happens to Gregory and Maggie Cole Cole bloody I love Ma I love this Maggie but they provide most of the labor on the bridge for us and they send over all the fuel they've been making from their dead corn Sanctuary's barely holding on right now. We're obliged to help. Why? They surrendered. We didn't kill him. That's it. I can't solve all their problems when I clearly have things to take care of here. Maggie, I'm so sorry this happened to you and Enid. I've survived worse. Yeah, fuck you. And, and Enid's JSS and all over the place. Don't fucking up. Don't fuck this up. It's time to put the kids to bed. And then we go on to the to Enid sitting there in a wheelchair, still alive, but hurt. Maggie gives a speech. Listen, this is Hilltop, bitches. I don't want to do this. And if you fuck with me, you got to fuck you up. The people need to understand that at Hilltop, the punishment fits the crime. I came to bring the pain. Do you have any final words? Dick cheese. Look at right. This is a right. Yo. Stop this. Stop please. it. Please. Killing me in the dead of night because you're ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Fuck you. I'll kill you again. You're wrong. I'm not ashamed. Stop this. Please. For the love of God! I'm happy. Stop it! <laughs> Maggie, stop! Illin, Illin, Daryl. Get the children back in bed. Heineken says, what I don't get is they have a ton of people, just not much food. Why can't they just provide all the labor if the bridge is for fucking them? Good point. I made this decision. But this is not... I made this decision. There she goes. So she made this decision. She, but she doesn't want this to be the normal way to go. But she's not taking shit anymore. Not the beginning of something. This isn't gonna be. I don't want to go through it again. But I will. But no, Gregory really deserved it. He deserved this a long time ago. Let's not. In this world, he deserved this a long time ago. It's about fucking time you did this, Maggie. You did the right thing. And that's the end of our episode. Cut him down. As he hangs in the wind, and Michonne looks shocked. Rick held her back really a lot of commotion at the end of the episode i thought it was that part was done really well and 
visually depicted on screen in a cool way. So that's the end of our episode. Walking Dead is back. Am I super crazy excited? No. Was this episode as horrible as the last two episode seasons? No. I did not hate myself while I was watching this. Did I love it? No. Not at all. But did I enjoy it? A couple of points here and there. Am I excited to tune in next week? Nah. Well, I'm running. I'm running. I'm running a race in the early part of the day, so I'm going to be tired next week. I'm excited to talk to the Walking David next week about this episode and talk more about Rick Grimes leaving the show. At this point, I'm in for it. It's going to be a fun time. I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy coming out here every week. So it's a good excuse to come out here an extra night and talk about another fun show. So it's going to be a fun season to talk about this show. Good or, or For good or for bad, we're going to make it there together and have a lot of fun, silly time. So if you're watching this and you enjoyed this show, I'm not done quite yet. We have some voicemails, but make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel to watch us live. And if you're listening to the podcast later, join us over on YouTube to watch live or make sure you subscribe on iTunes and live, leave a iTunes rating or some feedback to get us out to even more people, especially at the beginning of the seasons, it's most important. Give us give us a review, pub it out there. Podbean, we're also on, and you can find us in or Stitcher as well if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, which is basic, which is the exact same thing as the video version, except you don't have to look at my ugly face. So let's listen to some voicemails. We have uh, two voicemails, and I'm also going to play Joe's message. Let's first play our message from the awesome Tim Gersh. Let's see what Tim has to say. Oh, Tammy, boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From clink to clean, you know, fuck clinks. Yeah, I sing like shit. But, yeah, really? Yeah, it was with me. Glad the walking day is over and I and they just gone. <laughs> yeah, like we're all hyping the breakthroughs gone stuff. And, well, really, I barely carry this one. Yeah, yeah, breaks just some kind. But, yeah, yeah, I can. I'm gonna miss you, man. Can. Ken, yeah, and I hear you too, Tim. I, like, I barely care at this point, too. And that's the problem. Even when things are done well, they don't necessarily are done to people I give two shits about, so it's not as emotionally effective. And, Tim, thank you for the singing. Great shit. Just as good as the guy on the show. And now let's listen to our buddy Broke. Let's see what Broke has to say. Hey, Phil, it's me, Broke, here. What an episode. They actually, you know, finally kill off Gregory as a man who tried to time and time again, you know, take over the hilltop, try to kill Maggie, failed so many times. Oh, finally. Now it's just like one less character who actually can have more plot for something even better. But just one question for you. Do you think King Ezekiel is going to die? Because, hell, we know how relationships happen within The Walking Dead. You hook up with someone, next thing you know, you're dead. It's like I'm really getting, you know, Sasha and Bob. Sasha and Bob's vibes relationship go in between Carol and Kane's ego. So what do you think is going to happen? Um, good, good point. Uh, broke what I was actually going to call you David for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it's your name, but I was, I was, for some reason I was going to say actually David, but what I do think is going to happen. I think you're right in your instinct, but I think it's going to be Carol. 
I think I would have liked to have seen Ezekiel die tonight for whatever purpose it was. I would have liked to see him be the big death tonight. Not, excuse me, not Ken and Gregory. Well, Gregory too. But I would have liked to see him die when he was hanging on the string. I think we've had too many almost setups for Gregory, for, uh, excuse me, too many almost setups for Ezekiel to have almost died for him to be another death this season. I think Ezekiel makes it through the season. I think Carol does not make it through the season. Something happens to Carol. So I do think your instinct on something fucked up happening with their romance, stopping it, but I think it's going to be Carol, not with Ezekiel. And, yeah, Carol dying. Yeah, I think it's Carol dying. You're, no, you don't fucking mute your fucking voice, you motherfucker. <laughs> you sounded great, broke. You, you're... Fucking, ma- I'm going to make you leave voicemails. So some of you guys already listened to this, but I'm going to play it once at the end. I said I'd play it one more time. Uh, it's it's like we're a radio show here. Uh, here is Joe Dirty Locks, his thoughts on the episode. Coming you live from W-I-S-S-U-E-S. Is that how you spell issues? I don't know. Oh, hey, how is everybody doing tonight after the premiere of The Walking Dead? This is your Dirty Locks calling in with my little uh, review here of the uh, premiere. Let's see. Um, apparently, people are still stupid trying to use a zombie as the uh, scarecrow. You know, what could go wrong with that? Gee. Um, and still, you know, let's all freak out and run away from a, a small herd and watch the kid get bit and then kill the herd afterwards instead of just, you know, calmly and coolly killing them all like you did all the, all the way into Washington fucking D.C. But, you know, oh, well, all of a sudden we can't kill them. Um, but that was cool. They looted the Smithsonian some shit, you know. Um, uh, the Gregory shit, glad he's dead. Glad, glad, glad he's dead. And um, I don't know. I'd like to say I was excited to see more for the season, but you know, uh, we will see more for the season. So it's that. Anyway, I hope the show goes good, or has gone good, or will go good, or. Uh, all that stuff, and uh, Phil, I'll talk to you soon. Everybody in the motherfucking chat, you guys have a good night, and uh, peace out. Thank you. This is your host, Phil the Issues Guy, only on WISU. Again, that's WISU. Let's play another song. This song is from Hannibal O'Neill. Everybody, I want you to take a moment, hold your drink up. It's time to say a special memory, special words of emotional resonance for the one and only 
the main character of this episode, the main character of our lives. Let's not cut through the important things that happened in this episode tonight. We lost an icon. I can't even say his name without getting a little emotional. It's really difficult for me. You can see in my face. I'm not kidding. It's really difficult. Hannibal, th that's really beautiful, but I think this is more accurate. I, it's hard when you're into a show and you watch a show like every single time. <laughs> and, and there's a character that comes on the air, you know, you see him walking down the street and he's beautiful. He's a beautiful person. He's beautiful. He cares about animals. He cares about horses. He really cares about horses. <laughs> Ken! This, this was a good episode. A good episode of The Walking Dead. But I don't know if I can deal in a world without Ken. Oh. Well, this was Phil the Issues guy. I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I Jeez. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I'm gonna miss that son of a bitch, Ken. Rest, rest in peace, Ken. Holy shit, Big Kev with the super chat donation at the end here. Thank you, Big Kev. Let me spin that motherfucking wheel. No, Ken. And seriously, toast your drink. Rest in peace to Scott Wilson, Herschel on The Walking Dead, for real. Like, all, all jokes aside, thank you for entertaining us in The Walking Dead and lots all of your other work. And uh, rest in peace, Scott Wilson. Mm-mm-mm. Big Kev. I'm glad, to, I'm glad I get to catch the show. Gregory's a bitch. Carol must have a sweet pussy to chase after her like that. The king has a big cock Carol likes. Holy shit. Big Kev dropping the Super Chat donation. Love you, Big Kev. And it landed on drum fun. I owe you some drum fun. It's late at night, and I have a sleeping person in the other room. So I I, I owe you one drum solo, Big Kev. So everybody, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to get emotional again because the, don't don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. But one more time, everyone can. But everyone toasted up for Ken. You guys in the live chat are so fucking amazing tonight. You guys have been amazing. So I will be back tomorrow night. Let me let me cut this out because you guys have to deal with me tomorrow night too. If anyone isn't watching Better Call Saul, even if you're not, you can tune in tomorrow night. It's the season finale. Who cares? If you're not watching, what's the matter anyway? But I'll be on tomorrow night at 10.40ish p.m. So check that out. Come join in the silliness. We're going to have a good time tomorrow night as well. So let's, uh, let's toast our drinks up to Ken and especially to Scott Wilson. And have a good night, everybody. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a rating. Give us a, give us a review on iTunes. It will help the podcast stretch out to more people. Please think about if you're shopping on Amazon, start all your Amazon shopping with this link. It can help us just a little bit. Just a little bit like change in a jar. But it, it helps us if you use Amazon to start your shopping with that fucking link. All that shit's in the description box below. All the ways you can help the channel grow. 
Thank you to Big Cab for the Super Chat donation. That absolutely helps a great deal. That allows me to eat this month, motherfucker. <laughs> that's that's like 20 cans of uh, canned SpaghettiOs at Walmart there. Not at Walmart, at uh, BJ's. I'm, 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 I'm ruined, motherfucker. Thank you, Big Cab. Thank you to everybody. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Stop it. Stop it. Shut this shit off. But everyone, talk to you next time. Later. Oh, Sandlot is great. I never even watched the Sandlot 2. I didn't want to soil myself. Also, because I suck and I didn't do my homework on a review, I have I owe Big Kev a drum solo and a review of Half-Baked. And then I also owe somebody Gungrave, but they were kind enough to give me another option knowing my lack of interest in anime. So for Halloween month here, we'll be doing very soon, sometime maybe probably next week, maybe this week, probably more, more next week, a review of the movie Child's Play will be coming up. Not going to do a live watch, going to do a watch it, then do a review. It's going to be fun watching the original Child's Play. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, play that music. Oh, Phil! Oh, I'm gonna outrun the beast. I love how that kid from the Sandlot came back on Glow this season. He was gonna marry Britannica. If anyone watches Glow, they know what I mean. If they don't, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Phil? Great movie. My head didn't jump start tonight. Hip, I'm finally on. Good night.